are listening to the Innovo Podcast, a ministry of Innovo Vineyard Church in Wichita, Kansas. To learn more about Innovo, you can visit us online at innovovineyard.com. We hope you enjoy this message from God's Word. I am shaking in my boots. <laughs> right now, you don't see it, but oh, that's one of those things that I just... Uh, Yes, peace, the peace of God just come over us. So why don't we just, um, as I come myself and we come ourselves, let's go to the Lord in prayer. (laughs) Father God, this is the day you've made, and God, our desire is to rejoice and be glad in it. I say, Father, take over. He has stand in front of your people. I don't know anything. Lord, I pray that you use me as an instrument. God, may your word go forth to your people as you intended it to be, God. I just ask for your presence, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, surround us. Make meaning of the words that I'm about to say and some of the things I might not even understand. But God, these are your words. This is the living word. So Father, make it alive in us. Bring meaning to your word, God. Translate it in our little finite mind to understand what you're trying to say to us today. God, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for being here with us right now. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. I had to do something because Pastor Greg always has a daddy joke. So (laughs) I looked really hard to find some. (laughs) Okay. Here's one. Okay, Sundays are a little sad, especially today when Pastor Greg is not here. But yesterday was a sadder day. (laughs) I think that was good. Come on, come on. That's a good one. (laughs) Today's Sunday and yesterday was a sadder day. Okay, the second one. You know, it's summer, and some people are making ice cream at home. Where do you go to learn how to make ice cream? Hmm. I'll say in Sunday school. You learn how to make Sundays. <laughs> okay, that's the end of it. All right. <laughs> Cool. Those were cool ones. <laughs> anyway, we, we are in the theme of God is good. So what I'm going to talk about is God is good and he has a plan for you and a plan for me. A few years ago, I had a, a friend of mine get me a book. It's called The Power of a Praying Wife. I got it. and I got so many prayer books. I got it and put it aside. Uh, two months, three months, almost a year went by. Then I picked it up one day because I was bored, so I picked it up and started reading. As soon as I opened the page, the very first page, when you're on the, on the first page, it says, you know that God has a plan for you. And I, I know that. And there's also somebody else who has a plan for, for you. You have your plan for yourself. God has a plan for you. And the enemy also has a plan for you. So it, that kind of shook me a little bit because I... I it, it's just like it finally sunk in me, like, you know, I got my kids. But the enemy has a plan for my kids, too. So what do I do as a mom? What do I do as a, as a wife? Because 
we got a plan going on here. And God has a plan for us. And we have a plan for us. But then the enemy also has a plan for us. As a, as a couple, we've been married 40 plus years. It just, that sentence itself then made me open the book more and more and learn how to pray in a way that is intentional. So I want to just talk about, I'll just, um, in the realm of time, I want to go deep into um, what I was going to talk about, but we have already covered most of it actually in the songs, in the worship of who God is, that God loves us from the very beginning. He has a plan for us from the very beginning. And so I'll, uh, my packing verse is going to be in Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. I don't know if we got it there or not. I can. We don't. Okay, I'll read it. Anybody with a good voice to read Jeremiah? If we have the Bibles, no, we don't. Amen. That's the one. I know the plans I have for you. So God, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Who can read it for us? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. When you seek me with all your heart. Amen to that. He has a plan for us. And um, in that plan, it's, if you look at it like what I talked about, we were singing, it starts in the very beginning. God created the, the heavens and the earth. And then you see him, just that plan unfolding. And um, in the unfolding of the plan of his creation for, for us is what we're meant to be. And also in the plan is the first time when you see that there is a triune God. You know, you hear, you hear about the um, God in three, and you hear sometimes we pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I was just like, through situations in my life, I've learned to embrace the, the three. At the very beginning, I just was like, Jesus is good enough, and God is good enough, and I'm not sure about this Holy Ghost thing, because I've seen some people do some weird things, and they didn't want to be like those weird people. So I just like this, that stays right there. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Jesus. I can talk to Jesus all day long, I'm okay. But little was my understanding of who the three are. They are three in one. And I know that's a very confusing thought, um, but God is able to explain that to us, and God is able to even make those, those entities in there make sense in us. And if you look at it in, in, the, in the creation comes where uh, he plans our salvation. In the very beginning, because we know about Adam and Eve, and they sinned in the Garden of Eden, and then he came up with the plan, the plan that he had to save them from the sin that had involved the shedding of blood. So we know right beginning in, in, uh, in Genesis, when God has created man according to, his, to our image, he created man and man, man female and blessed them. But then came the, the whole temptation and they fell and they couldn't stand in God's presence. God could not look at them because of the sin that, they, that was upon them. He provided a lamb and took the, the skin from the lamb. That means that you can't take the skin from the lamb without that lamb dying. That was the beginning of anything that would fulfill God's desire for our sins, anything that can atone for our sins is that. 
the blood is the one that atones for our sin. And we see that, those, that, that practice continued because that's what God desired. And Pastor Greg has talked about um, you know, people going, to the, going into the temple to sacrifice. So if you, you see that uh, things went wrong in your family, you and your whole family get together. If you ask us and my grandkids and all we go, we choose this one lamb. And then the head of the home places their hand on that lamb. And that lamb is supposed to be then taken into the, to the priest so that the priest can um, sacrifice that lamb. And then we go back for a little bit and we are okay. It's almost like those confessions we do. You go to the father, you confess. But it was not something that stayed. The plan of God is, has the choices that he has given us. But also the plan of God also is so clear if we ask of him to show us. Um, we see in Deuteronomy 31 and 8, he also plan, he, in the plan he has also given us a comfort. For me it's a comfort. Because he, he says in there, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that means wherever I am, if I remain in his plan, if I remain in obedience with his plan, I have protection. So we've seen at the beginning God, uh, the God creation. I know this is, this is Sunday school. <laughs> so we go back now to seeing God, the Savior, Jesus. That one, it was easier for me to understand because uh, Christmas was every year we did Christmas. I heard about the story of Jesus coming to save us. And, uh, and then come Easter, we celebrated Easter. I heard about the story of him dying for my sins. And, and, and the request for me to ask of his forgiveness so I can be a child of God. So I heard all that, and then his resurrection power comes. And I heard about the Holy Spirit during the Pentecost, and I'm like, uh, it's, it's that, it can just stay right there. That was okay with me. But I wanted today, I want us to kind of dive in a little bit, because the Lord, the Lord says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So he has given us a helper, and if you look in, the, um, in the, the Old Testament, you can see this helper helping people along the way. If you, if you think of um, Abraham and Sarah, they had three visitors that came and visited them. And among them was the one that looks like a son of God. And the promise of Isaac was given then. If you look at the judgment that went in in Sodom, the people that came and said among them was one that appeared like the son of God. And they brought the judgment on the, on the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. If you think about another story of um, Meshach, Bednik, or what's the other one? Shadrach, Meshach. Shadrach yes. <laughs> I forgot about it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Bednik. They, here they were, because of their following the Lord, the king got them and threw them in the fire. And when you throw you in the fire, you're supposed to burn up. But the king goes and, because he's not troubled, he goes and looks, and he looks in there. He sees, he, said, he put three people in there. There were four people, and one that looked like a son of God. So we see the, uh, Christ in the, in the Old Testament showing in many places, and then we see him at the point when he's born. And so we have the Christ, and we see him declare who God is and forgiveness of our sin. That means we have to come to the cross. And I know um, it's sometimes you get to a point where we have, um, I grew up in a Baptist church. So when we have um, those um, revivals, you got the preacher out there uh, preaching fire and brimstone. 
and you knew what salvation is. If you didn't ask the Lord to come in your heart, you know, you know where you're going. And sometimes we get to a point where now we don't really go there, but that's the story of salvation is based on that. Him coming to save us. And I don't know if you've, done, you've made that decision, because we can all come here like we're doing. If without that decision, this is just like a foreign book. You make that decision, it, it, he brings life to what you're reading. And I've kind of really witnessed what God can do in bringing life to, what he's, to the book and meaning to the book. Um, as some of us maybe have made that decision, I, I vividly remember the day I made that decision. I was only seven years old. Uh, my grandmother just would talk about heaven, would talk about going to heaven, and we're doing this. Uh, I was about eight. And then one time, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I just can't wait. And she looks at me, she goes, really, you can't go. I go, what do you mean I can't go? You can't go because it takes a step in there of you realizing you are a sinner and asking the Lord to forgive your heart and ask him to come into your heart and, and cleanse you. That is the ticket you have to see eternal life. That's the ticket you have to have the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you as you, because we're talking about going to school and all that, that's the ticket. And I remember that vividly that day when I did that. And I was, as a small child, but I feel I can remember the, the peace I had. I am a child of divorce. So every night I went to bed and just wondering, why did my parents kind of leave? And here I'm living with my grandma. And these tears, then I sleep, my, I go, I sleep myself to, cry myself to sleep. Because I was one of those kids in the, in the neighborhood who didn't go to mom and dad? All my friends would go to mom and dad. I didn't. I went to grandma. And so I was the weird kid. And so that's just the time when you're growing up. Now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, everybody's doing it. And it's not supposed to be like that, but everybody's doing it. But at that time, and I remember feeling that loneliness and being the awkward one, the weird one. And little did I know, by so doing, I was raised by a woman that was so prayerful. I don't think I would be who I am now if I didn't have that. Oh, God has the plan for us in everything that he does. He has the plan for us. Um, and the other, within that, the other thing that I found, he said, you know, God spoke, um, which verse is it? So I don't forget. I'm going to go to Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. I'm talking about him speaking to us and making that decision. And if you have never made that decision, we kind of at the end just would just, talk about that and you can make that decision for Jesus. So if you have any questions about that, but that is a foundation to, for you to be able to experience the full, the full life of Jesus and the power that comes with it. Hebrews um, 1, 1 to 3, it talks about how God spoke to in the past. Anybody wanting to read? In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in the last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Amen. The Son is radiance of God's glory and an exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. The word I was going for, the exact representation of his being. And if you look at the very beginning, we talked about Genesis being created in his image. That was, that's the exact representation of his being, which he has kind of put in us. And you're going to find there's always a desire for, 
for God somewhere, you can be gone, but there's that empty, uh, emptiness we feel when we're away from him. But now we, we, uh, we can, God speaks, and you come in church, we're praying, and just some people would say words to others, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. You're like, how do those words come? It's the, it is that representation of Christ in us that enables us to be able to, to, to hear the Father, to be able to hear that voice and how he speaks to us and how he leads us. So I'm going to really kind of, um, I got some, uh, several things in there, but I'm going to skip to the bottom of just like, um, God has a plan for me. He gave us the, the Lamb of God. When you hear about uh, in, in Mark 9, in Mark 1, 9, he talks about the first time that Jesus was recognized as the Lamb of God. It was, uh, it was uh, John the Baptist who said, who pointed at him, Beyond, behold the Lamb of God. That was after his baptism, and he was declared the Lamb of God, fulfilling what God had done at the very beginning. That is the Lamb of God. And I know when in, in church I hated when you were talking about the blood and all that. I didn't like that. But that is the truth. That's the foundation of what our, our faith is on. Um, on that also comes the, the death. And part of my growing up was a, as a believer, even now the, the thought of Easter is a mixture of, of sadness and joy. I hate the Easter because I, that whole, it's, it's supposed to be happy, but that means the Lord has, the departing of the Lord and the, his suffering is just, was, uh, it still doesn't feel right. But without that, would never be where we are. Without that, would not have our, our sins forgiven. But without that also, that was a fulfillment of, of the Holy Spirit to be able to come to us. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit he is God in us that is with us right now. So I'm going to dwell on that just a little more on that. Because the, the word of God tells us, um, on the plan that he had, his, the plan at the very beginning, then he planned for the first of the Lord Jesus as our Savior. And he also the plan that he has, God is good. He has planned for our protection, for our salvation, but he also has planned for our guidance. Like, how are we going to live this life that is given us? And that's the part that is very challenging. I, find, I found, because I got saved, like I said, I got saved as a, as a young child. But as life was going on, like, how do I keep this up? How do I uh, do this? How do I, how do I know God is with me? That's the part where I found that later on when I was grown up, when I was older, to see who the Holy Spirit is. Uh, when we got engaged, because we were both Christians, so when we met, we'd kind of do a little Bible study, we'd pray, and then we were done. And then, uh, because I was living in a different city, so uh, I go to visit, and we decided praying, and he kept going and going, and I'm thinking, okay, now he's showing off. Because <laughs> yeah, he's praying and praying, I'm thinking, okay, I, I mean, I said everything I had to do, and I was done, and he was going on. And I, then afterwards, I found that I'm finding out, he, he goes, no, this something happened to me. I was, what is, what is it? He said, you know, I was praying by myself in the room, and something, I didn't even realize how long I prayed. He said he stayed up on his knees and prayed all night, and didn't even realize he was yet prayed all night. The next morning, I had to go to work. Um, it started my heart seeking that. I go, no, he is just praying with joy. It's, not, it's no longer... Uh, um, a responsibility, like, you know, I can say I prayed my, I did my prayers and my Bible study, I'm going on. There was a joy about it. It was real. 
Not that I didn't know it wasn't real, but it was like he's living it. And I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to live with this guy, God, you have to do something. I, I gotta do, you got to do something with this. Yeah. And so I started seeking him. He didn't come right away. And I remember one particular time, uh, I was very pregnant with our firstborn. And so we had gone to a funeral. Because he talked about when he goes and does his evangelism and they talk about where we went, there was a manifestation of some kind and we prayed and the Lord delivered. And I'm thinking, oh, the Lord is over there. It's not here with me. I'm just fine the way I am. I don't even want to be involved in that. Um, and the Lord gave me, started giving me some, um, um, a dream. And I've learned now if the, a dream comes and it happens so many times, I need to pay attention. And this one dream, I'm in the church, and uh, the, a lady starts up and, man, and manifests some demons. And I look around, there was nobody. I mean, there, it was just like there's no Matt, there's no, there, there's no Greg, there's, <laughs> there's all these big, big people. And I turn around, I'm by myself. And then this man looks at, at, at me and says, you, and you call yourself a Christian. I woke up in cold sweat. I, go, I never want to have a dream like that. Then I had it again. I had it three times. So this one time we were at the funeral, very pregnant, nine months pregnant. My feet were so swollen, so I sat on the bench. Because our tradition for, for us, like, you know, they do the viewing, and then there's a procession that you go with the family to the gravesite. So because it was a distance, I, I, I go, no, I'm gonna, just going to sit here, you, you'll find me. But So I sat there. And as we're sitting there, the lady that was just sitting next to me, with, uh, I don't even know them, she starts making these noises. She, she growled a little bit. I'm like, kind of weird. And she did something. And then soon one of her friends oh, said, oh, no, she's going she's gonna to do this here. So there was some little thing they did. Goes, go find a, a, a matchstick or something and stick in there. That would stop her from doing it. And right there, and I just feel like the Lord is saying, so are you going to let them do that? You know what to do. And I'm thinking, God, no, 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 no. But this is a setup. God, you can't do this to me. So I'm sitting there, and then just as I'm struggling with the, what to do in my heart, she turns around and looks at me. And the same thing like I'd seen in a dream. And you, you call yourself a Christian. This morning you were fighting with your husband. I'm like, how did you know we had a fight? <laughs> no, I know. So this woman is telling him with this evil voice. And I remember saying, oh, what does I not do when he talks about that? I'm just like, come Holy Spirit. I, go, I don't even know what to say. But I, go, I am not a sinner. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. As soon as I mention that, I'm saying, I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, help me. She closes her eyes and she's screaming, stop, stop, stop. The Holy Spirit is here. It's too bright. It's too bright. I didn't know when I call on the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is there. The demon, that demon in that lady is the one who testified to me that when I call on the name of Jesus, his presence is with me. He has promised that I will never, never leave you or sec, forsake you. And I'm, so when she was saying, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I can do this. <laughs> maybe I can do this. But, she, but, you know, as soon as I said that, she's cowering, just don't, don't mention that name. Don't mention that name. In the meantime, one of the elders had forgotten his Bible. So he came over and said, oh, my sister, we'll take, we'll take, care, we'll take care of that. Boy, I sat down. I couldn't even get up because I was so wiped, scared, and excited, all the mixture of that. But I'd seen God's power, that there's power in his name. 
And when I call him upon the name of Jesus, he shows up. How does he show up? Because I asked Jesus in my heart, and he promised that I will never, never leave you or forsake you. And within me, he has placed the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit is my guide. That Holy Spirit is the one who kind of helps me through stuff. I can try and read some stuff in here. Some of it is above me because I'm just so dense. But I'll read it again the next day. I'm thinking, I just read this yesterday. It didn't make sense. And today is almost exactly the, the thing I need. Um, I was in Bible study fellowship for um, a few years. And I remember reading some passages when the kids were little. Uh, there was one lady that told me, because I was, it was just one of my kids. I'm not going to mention the name, whoever. Then I, yeah, yeah. Every time he sat at the table, I mean, it was just like he, I don't know what it was, who bumped the milk, the water. I'm always on my knees cleaning up and just like, oh. <laughs> so it happens often. And then one of, <laughs> yeah, 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 that one. One of the ladies, <laughs> one of the ladies said, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, it was just like a kind of little, um, we're sharing and we're talking, I'm going, you know, it's just like, I don't know, it's always like something. Just when I feel like I'm in the mode, like they, um, do, everything is going, away, okay, with the spirit and all that, and this happens, I'm like, I'm cleaning up. And he said, you suppose, maybe the Lord is telling you to slow down. Because what are you doing when you have all that milk on the floor? You are on your knees. Or maybe this child needs more prayer. You don't know what ministry this child has. Maybe the Lord just stops you in your tracks to get on your knees. These are the things that I never thought about. But he said, you know, sometimes it, the Lord works in, it just in, in different ways and, in, and, and also it just like in a um, spiritual and also maybe the, the Holy Spirit might be leading you to doing something. So then I was on, on the quest. Now, okay, what, what does that mean? So on my quest to find out, finding out what, what does that mean, that the, that the Holy Spirit is within me. It also, it kind of took me into um, searching on the day-to-day, uh, talking to him. Like in the morning I get up because I don't know what the day is going to be like and ask of him, Lord, what am I supposed to do today? What is your plan for me today? Um, it also helped me. I've had a lot of things happen in my life. I've had lots of I've had loss so many times. I've had pain so many times. But in all that, I just feel like sorrow, half the time sorrow is knocking on my door. But because of his presence and his comfort in me, the Holy Spirit takes over and opens the door. The last three years haven't been easy. I've been scared for myself, for my kids, for my grandkids. As suffering has um, <laughs> was introduced in my home, <laughs> and I felt the doubt try to creep in. I felt the, the pain of loss try to, to creep in. As you all know, just in the, in, in the last couple years or so, I've more or less I can tell you, I've lost more just about, there was four of us in my family and my parents. They're all gone. And the last one was just a, a couple years ago. That just about crushed me. Uh, despair coming in. But he never left me. And the Holy Spirit is whispering, I am with you. 
You might not understand what's going on here, but I am with you. I pray for you. At the time when you feel like there's nothing left, I pray for you. And there are times I didn't want to feel like even praying because I sit there, I'm staring at the book. I, go, I don't even want to read this thing, God. I, I, right now I am, I, I know, I go, is that sinful for me to be mad at you? But right now I don't want to talk to you. And if you're going to talk to me, it's going to be in a, a different way. I'll be going to work and it, it's not even funny because there'll be maybe like a, the same scripture. I might hear it in threes for me. It would be like on the radio, in, the, in, the, in music. Because my, my go-to is worship, and there will be that verse that will pop up. And I'll go somewhere else, I will see that verse. And I knew God was still wooing me. He loves me, even through my pain. He knows that this time that I, I'm hurting, and he's finding a way of showing his love to me. Um... The Holy Spirit works with the power of conviction. I really, like, in my suffering, sometimes I just wanted to dwell in it because it felt really good and everybody would leave me alone. But the conviction is like, you know, you're not the first one. You're not the first one to go through this. Other people have gone through this and you're not going to use this as an excuse. He will convict me. He will convict you. It's up to us to listen to that voice. But he never stops talking to us. He works in conjunction with the word, like I said, the word, a song, or whatever. He works in conjunction with that. The same scripture you looked at so many times doesn't make sense. You open up this time, it missed that very need that you have. The Holy Spirit is holy. There are so many times, because especially the Holy Ghost, and though you know you think it's just this thing in there, but in the scriptures, he's called He. He's a person. He thinks. He's grieved sometimes grieved with what I've done because I've ignored him. I don't know, maybe just me, but some of us, like you, you know and you know, and you can feel it like, a, oh, go talk to so-and-so. I got no time. I don't have time for that. And you can hear it. You can hear him telling you to go do that. No, like, no really not. I don't have time for that. And then you find out later. I had an, ex- and I had an example when we, were still, when we were in Zambia. I felt it just the Lord telling me to go visit this one, one girl. She was... Um, she was in, um, in, in choir, said, I needed to go talk to her, but just to see if he, she knew the Lord. And I'm thinking, oh, not today. I actually went to the hospital. He wasn't there. I went to the hospital. I looked in the room. There were so many people in there. I'm like, nah, it's just like, it's just awkward. Nah, I'll come tomorrow. That lady died that evening, and I didn't have the chance to talk to her. I knew the Lord had, and I, I, I beat myself over that for a long time. And I think for me, it was also an eye-opener. Like, if I'm talking to you, pay attention. I don't know what God has been talking to you about that you uh, kind of push to the side. It could be about some of the things that maybe are happening in your home, in your family, or just the neighbor next door, or so-and-so. Um, he gives us a chance. And the more we ignore, he, just, he, can, he can move on. And then sometimes we say, I don't hear God. But that thought came to mind. You didn't make that thought. If you have asked the Lord to come in your heart and he lives in you, he'll bring those convictions in you. He prays for you, mind you, so he knows what you need. The other, uh, 
The other one is just the, the Holy Spirit also give, he, he, just as he brings all the, the conviction, he also works on us when transforming us. Mine has been a long haul. I think I, he would have given up on me, but he hasn't given up on me. Um, sometimes the little religion can be very, very dangerous. I grew up in the church. So I was to a point where like, I knew somebody would be up there preaching. I'd heard so many maybe uh, sermons on the, the Sermon on the Mount or um, Jesus feeding the 5,000. I'd heard it so many times. So I'll be listening to, oh, they, they missed that point. The other preacher said this and this. And they, so that was my kind of judgmental way in a Christian mind of mine. And I just to a point like, Lord, you have to help me hear what is being said. Instead of me coming in with my own thinking, with what I've learned, my limited mind. And at that time, I asked the Lord to give me a, 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 a verse that I have hung on to. My, my life verse is uh, Proverbs, 5, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And that's been my, my, my kind of life verse because my, I'm a thinker. I, I can talk myself into not doing whatever it is. But can I trust him? Trust him to lead me and guide me. And I'm, as I'm speaking to myself, I'm speaking to you as well. Can you trust him when he's talking to you? Because he is talking to you. He is interested in us, the Holy Spirit, to transform us from glory to glory. He works on us as a person. He works on our minds. He works on our thinking. Um, Romans 12, 2, I just wrote in, in here. He said, um, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but to the renewing of your mind. That's the choice that we make. Do not. That means I can choose not to or I can, I can choose to do and not I'd conform to what is, what is teaching me to do. So I don't know, whatever you maybe are struggling with, that is so hard. There's, we have, right now, we have so many things that are against us. I mean, there was, um, we can talk about just other little things. Maybe they might seem little. Um, the anger, well, everybody knows that, just some short-tempered, whatever, but can, can that be taken to the Lord? Like, Lord, you know, these, all these emotions you put in me, teach me how to control it. You created me the way, you, the way I am. Teach me how to control this. Oh, it just comes to a point where now the sadness has gone beyond. I lost, like I said, my family is just about gone. Yeah. <laughs> the sadness can go beyond, and the enemy takes advantage of that. And I can go around and tell you, you're all going to feel sorry for me. But there's a point where God told you, enough is enough. And you cannot be seeking, um, <laughs> you cannot be seeking uh, comfort from everybody and everybody and leaving me out. And actually, I remember one time it was almost vivid in my head. It said, you know, uh, because the temptation was to call somebody, can you pray for me for this and this and this? And the message you said me said, I want you to go to the throne, not to the phone. As Christians, we do that. We think like, am I the only one? <laughs> I'm sharing the, the prayer request. I haven't even taken a minute to even pray, to ask the Lord, but I'm asking everybody to pray for me, to the phone. By so doing, it's not that they're, they're not going to pray, but they can feel sorry for me too. I'm seeking somebody to feel sorry for me. He had to stop me in my, in my tracks. 
you know, you go to the throne. You know how to do that. Don't go to the phone. I had to chant myself. It's like even before, I, I, oh, I wish somebody can pray for me. This and this and that. No, go to the throne. You go to the throne first before you go to the phone. So I had to chant that to myself. To the throne first and then to the phone. The Holy Spirit is the source of our, of our life. Just like we have, like um, when you see oxygen is what you have. And I'm just, as I'm saying this, I know there are so many uh, things that we do with, like lately now you talk, you hear about just the struggles we have that cannot even be said. I know George was talking about the main group that's going to be for the men to talk about the things we don't talk about. The Holy Spirit is there to help us through overcoming those. He knows what is drawing you to that. Whether it's like the uncontrolled viewing of television, you can sit there for hours and hours. Um, I had a kind of wake-up call a little bit a few years ago, maybe two, three years ago, because I couldn't stop. Like once I went on that Facebook, my God, I could be there for three, four hours, five hours, to a point where I said, I'm not saying that's wrong, mind you, but my, for mine, it's like I have a, I have a tendency for, for an addiction comes very easy. Something I, I can just, and I'm very competitive. If I start a game, I don't put it down. So he has come to a point where he, I, I've known a few things about myself. There's some things that I just have to limit myself. And that one was for me that uh, God just pulled me out. I felt so lost during that time because I didn't know what was going with so-and-so. But slowly, like that burning desire before I go to sleep to check and see what people are talking about was gone. <laughs> And we see most of our kids also going through that. I hear now there's a lot of de uh, depression going on with the, the younger generation because they need to know who's talking about them. So they're on that media to see what, who said what before they fall asleep. I hear about kids staying up until 2, 3 in the morning to have the, the last word on that media. He knows about that. And we can pray for our kids. We can pray for ourselves like, Lord, you see this thing, I don't know how to even overcome this. Help me through it. Um, there's stuff that's happening on the computer that you might just be sitting by yourself looking at it. And if you find that you are unable to control it, you know and know it. Most of the time you know when something is going on, you hear that voice, you know, this is wrong. Or you used to be like, it was easier to just walk in, in a bar and you know, all your bodies are there. But now that Christ lives in you, when you go, there's just like, oh, this doesn't feel right. This, but uh, yeah, but so and so. If I back off, or you went with, if I back off, they're gonna know. It, that's his voice. He's giving you a way out, or you can push it and go in, and then you can say, I'm just helpless because the Lord doesn't help me. He has given you a way out. He is our helper. He is our protector. But like I said, the foundation is Him. The first thing we gotta do is allow Him to come in our heart. And once you set that foundation, he's put a seal on your heart. That seal is going to be the thing that bugs you. Um, remember my grandma telling me, said, you know, we, we, I grew up in the year of disco here. We were going out. I mean, we, that was with the miniskirt, we'll go. And, and, and so I'll sneak out to go do that. Because if I went in with something really short and she sees me, She's going to pull me out. Grandma is going to... So I'll kind of put that underneath my uniform and it's underneath there. And so, so we go and whatever little money I had, 
I was supposed to, I, I went to a day school, so I had to take like two buses to go back home. That little money, because I needed to go in that disco thing, so I would pay for that and walk back home. It was almost like a, a good seven miles back home walking. Yeah, because I wanted to be with the, with the group. And she sat me down and said, Georgina, I know you asked the Lord to come in your heart. He said, honey, you don't have to be afraid of me. It's not me. But whenever you feel that doubt, look up, because he is always there. He said he has promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. So wherever you are, I cannot be with you at, at school. I cannot be with you wherever you go with your friends. But he is there. And I think it almost like he's, he was, she was kind of scaring me, but that's the truth. He is always there with us. He said, I'll never, never leave you nor forsake us. It's a comfort knowing, hey, I don't want to be, I don't have to be afraid. He is with me all the time. The Lord will guide me as a mom. There's so many decisions I have to make because every family has their own things. Every child is different. God, how do I raise this child? God, give me the wisdom. They are all different. I remember just uh, having um, one of my babies, with two of them were colic. And one of them is sitting right there. But anyway, <laughs> so what, what would happen was like he would start screaming. And you know, so we'd take turns and we just kind of, you, you couldn't comfort him. He, was, he had colic so bad, you couldn't comfort him. And so he'll eat real quickly, and then he takes over, and then his brother would take over. I got to a point where I'm thinking, God, I am so tired. This is just like punishment. And it's just like, oh, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I'm going to end up, I mean, it was that bad. But he knows about that child. He knows about what's going on. I've watched my daughter with, uh, with my granddaughter with, with the seizures. I don't know if I can do that. I even tell her, but somehow God has given her the strength, the wisdom. She is so sharp. She knows when things are changing and she can call the doctors. I'm a nurse and I'm, I just blank out. It has to do with my kids. I, I'm sharp when it comes to everybody else, but with my kids within, I just blank out. Um, so whatever you're going with through at, at work, at home, remember the Holy Spirit with you. He prays with you. He prays for you. When you don't even know what to say, he said with, with groaning, that means sounds. There are times I just like, I didn't even know what to say. And just, he makes those sounds. He prays for you. Um, but my challenge, like I said before, is I'm going back to the salvation because we can talk about all this. But the bottom line is, have you made that decision for him? If you haven't, because you can be coming, it's almost like, you know, it's not going to make sense. It's almost like you're reading somebody's letter, they have all these little love things in there and you don't know what they're talking about. But you receive him as your Lord and Savior. He opens at that door. He pours in the Holy Spirit within you. He's doing the cleansing every day. And you're going to find out uh, from, from today, day to day, you're changing. The things you used to do before, now you look back and wow, that was me. He's moving you, but it's, it looks like a struggle, but he's walking with us through that. So we go back to that same verse that we had at the very beginning. That I know the plans I have for you. Some of you didn't even know you're going to be here at Innovo. I don't know what plans he has for you in this church. Ask him. Because it's not a mistake that you're here today. It's not a mistake that I'm here, here we are, all my family is overseas, and we're here. What does God have us here for? You guys came from 
Kentucky, Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee or far, sorry, sorry, Tennessee, following the Lord. The Lord sent you here. For what? The Holy Spirit will show you. And many others, you can testify. Why, had, why does he have you here? And I just pray that during this time when we do even the small groups, if some of those questions that you're doubting, not knowing where you stand and what, what is your purpose in this church, maybe in your home, in your community, it's the time to, to, to get in and ask. So all of us, because I, I might be at a different level than you are, could kind of walk with you. Just like I remember when I was as, as, um, a young mom, just like, oh my God. And I look, now I look back, I go, oh my goodness, I am the older woman. So you can look at this older woman and ask me some questions. I got a little bit of wisdom because I've gone through, I've walked the walk. I've fallen flat on my face and gotten up. I can guide a little bit. Um, so in closing, do you know who you are? Have you asked the Lord to show you your, the plan that he has for you? Do you want to know the plan God has for you? Do you want us to pray with you for the plan that God has for you? Because he'll reveal himself to you and show you what he has for you. Um... My, my verse that I'm going to, they want trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. Because you, well, she's talked and talked, but I, you know, I know what, she, what she's saying. Don't lean on that. Maybe the Lord is saying something to you today. And listen a little more to what he's saying to, do, to, to you today. And what is the thing that he wants. He said uh, in Deuteronomy 30, 19, said, Today I have given you a choice between life and death. It, it, that's really what it is about between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choices you make. That you would choose life so that you and your descendants will live. And sometimes you think of what the decision I make now, you don't think it's just for me, but it's for the future. Um, I am so honored and just proud, especially with my brother who just asked for prayers. The decision you make, we don't know how it's going to impact your whole family in the future. But you've chosen that. You made the choice to make that choice that, Lord, I want to follow you. And just for me, I just want to, um, no, I want to be emotional. Just to see the change on your face and the joy you have now from the moment when you came the first time, God is real. He has changed just the outlook, the look on your face. Amen. God is real. And he will never leave you alone. He'll walk with you. And he has a ministry for you. Like you said, you know, you're praying for those who are in the same um, bondage as you were. Because you feel for them. You were there. And you see how God has helped you through that. And he'll give you the wisdom. He'll give you the knowledge. But stay in his word. If you can't, bring them here. Pastor Greg will, will talk to them and tell them <laughs> what to say. Bring them, give them to all these people. But we have to look back and see what God has done. I've seen a lot of things that God has done. And, and then my brother over there, when we were praying for, for, this, for his son, it just seemed like it was impossible that you can even have time with his son. And now they're buddies. They're always together. 
and God has done a lot for us. When we're praying for, for, for Arnold here with his cancer, because I'm a nurse, I'm looking at that image, like, this is not good. I had to kind of go past my mind. I mean, I literally to a point where I had all this, trust the Lord with all your heart. I had all these stickers in the car. I had it on my, in my office, on my desk, so I can read it every day. One was in the car, one is in my purse. I can open my purse, the verse is there. Trust the Lord, because my mind was going there. There's no way. At this point, the, the type of cancer, when you get to this point, there's no turnaround. From the nursing point of view, God has a different plan. So I don't know whatever situation you have right now, God has a plan for that. And the plan is, I can't wait to hear those testimonies of what God is doing and how he's leading you through that.